Your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Bruce Cassidy says the way to beat the Oilers in the second round is to slow them down. How do you slow down Edmonton and its high-octane offense? We will discuss that coming up ahead. Hi again, everyone. Tony Cardasco along with Chris Golick. We come to you each and every day from Las Vegas. And you can find us on Twitter at LockdownVGK, at Tony Dasco, at TD Chris G. Lockdown Golden Knights is the place to be on YouTube and please subscribe there. We are brought to you by the Game Time app. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKDOWNNHL for $20 off of your first purchase. So, Chris G., when you are not at the Met Gala, you're the co-host, of course, of this show. And it's easier said than done. Bruce Cassidy said on Monday in setting the table for the second round series against Edmonton, the way to beat Edmonton is to slow down the Oilers, uh, slow down their offensive juggernaut. How can VGK slow down the Oilers in this upcoming series? Chris G. Cassidy said that VGK has to limit the Oilers' chances, and he felt that they can slow down Edmonton through the neutral zone. Can this be accomplished? Sure. Um you know, and maybe uh, something about Wayne's world about, you know, pigs flying out of my butt, too, could be accomplished, but it's unlikely. So let's talk about the system, right? The system of the Vegas Golden Knights across the neutral zone is to not allow for odd man rushes. So speed is going to build up through the neutral zone as a result because our defense is going to be sitting, you know, inside the blue line and our forwards aren't going to be as aggressive compare the Gallant system, if you will, which was a relentless forecheck that was a little higher risk. It led to some goals. That's one of the reasons William Carlson did have a big season was because of all the chaos he was able to create on the other side of the blue line. But this system is going to allow speed to the neutral zone. It's not going to allow odd man rushes necessarily. Edmonton's going to create them because they got that talent. Let's be clear about this. But the system lends itself to allowing teams to you know, reload a term we've heard a lot to get a lot of speed going through the neutral zone. So can you stop their speed? The answer is no, but you need to push them to the outside when they make their entry. You need to get them deep and behind the net instead of working, you know, they can't get the cycle going. They can't get those uh, little, uh, you know, tic-tac-toe passes going from the low circle to the, to you know, the high slot area. So they can have the speed. They can even have the neutral zone. We can't be taking risks trying to create some strange turnovers, which will lead to, you know, fighting fire with fire. And that's a, a battle that the VGK would lose. Some of the film that I would watch, I would uh, definitely, if I'm Cassidy and the coaching staff, uh, watch the way that the L.A. Kings played against Edmonton, especially during the regular season, because those were some low-scoring affairs. And I think with that 1-3-1 defense uh, that was employed by the L.A. Kings, I think that they did a really good job against Edmonton, and they limited their chances there. Also, why wouldn't the coaching staff 
do something with a gimmick type of defense. I mean, I was watching the New Jersey Devils as they defeated my beloved uh, New York Rangers and knocked them out of the series. But the way that they slowed down the Rangers was with the one, two, two. Why not come up with, with some sort of a gimmick defense? I mean, this is game 88 of the season. Now, if, when you factor regular season and playoffs, they've had Cassidy's system now simply saying, okay, here we go with something new. Oh, you can Pretty switch things risk. up, though. I just like, I'd like to see them switch things up. No, I see where win. you're going with that. And maybe they do that in basketball, like, right? They switch from No, zone I was thinking when uh, Rocky Balboa fought uh, Mr. T and became a Southpaw. <laughs> right. That's, no, that's where I was going with different. that. So I, I hear what you're saying, and I don't mind it. Um, but, you know, what I'm curious about, you mentioned the Kings, and that's one of the reasons I did pick the Kings to uh, beat the Oilers. I was wrong on that one, obviously. But the Kings did a good job defensively against mm-hmm. them. They and Even in the in the postseason, it wasn't bad. They just couldn't, obviously – Slow slow down the power play and all and the special teams and everything. One thing I wonder about just kind of hit me now. I wonder what the five on five stats were in that series. I wonder if the Kings actually outscored the Oilers five on five, but just got massively crushed in the. Um, oh, you can't get massively. Yeah, of course they got massively crushed, giving up nine nine goals and sixteen. That's what I mean. I'll bet the Kings yeah. won that series five on five. Five on five. I would guess that the Kings uh, probably had a little bit of an edge there. Uh, I would think. Yeah. Yeah, and Cassidy also felt that uh, outside of game one against Winnipeg, he felt that the defense improved. I beg to differ a little bit there because uh, game two, right, wasn't that the collapse where they had the three-goal lead? Yeah, and then we saw Winnipeg come back. So, And a lot of that was on the defense. Game, let's face it. Well, game, th- was game, that game three. three. No, game two Yeah, because we, we were home. Yeah. No, it was a so road game. Game three was the game three was the big collapse. Was the game collapse. two we handled game it pretty three. well. But okay. either way, we're we're splitting hairs. That's right. Making the same yeah, point. Yeah, they split at home, right. And then game three was the game on, on the road at Winnipeg where they almost blew that one, had to come back and win. But do you feel that the defense improved every game pretty much? Yeah, I mean, I think so. I mean, listen, collapses are gonna happen and Winnipeg had a good push and in game three. And then outside of that, I mean, you look at game five, they let up two goals, only one counted down the stretch there, obviously. So whatever to that. Um, game four was the Petrangelo jump ball. We've hit that a lot a lot now. You take that jump ball, the equation, we handle them too. So yeah, I'll, I'll buy a Cassidy statement that the defense improved. Um, is it to where it's going to need to be to defeat the Edmonton Oilers in you know, a series? Um you know, we'll see if if they keep going down the path that they're on and find a way to not necessarily muddy up the neutral zone, but keep the rush. You know, Edmonton is a very good rush team outside of their special teams. And when you have dry when you have McDavid, when you have Nugent Hopkins, when you have Evander Kane, who can finish just as good as anybody in the NHL, you know, if you're giving up those three on twos or those high danger two on one chances, they're going to convert much better than VGK is going to. And Kane is so, so good because of his forechecking. And that's what uh, McDavid was talking about on Monday because he keeps the puck in that end and comes up with big turnovers. And then you just have, you know, the other guys, uh, McDavid, Dreisaitl. The other guys. The other guys. Another reference on this show a lot. So really fast, uh, Evander Kane, he's a good player. I mean, let's acknowledge who he is and also – 
let's acknowledge the fact that he does dumb things too. And he has a knack for getting himself in. And this is not a, I was going to say he gets himself in trouble in Vegas. I was not taking a shot at his personal stuff outside. That's not the way I'm going with this. But he does have an issue of, of taking unwarranted penalties, unnecessary penalties at T-Mobile Arena. So, you know, if they can get under his skin, if they can agitate him a little bit, this is obviously where Colasar can certainly uh, earn uh, some of his uh, contract extension and his raise and pay. Uh, Nick Haig pester him a little bit, you know, and uh, our veterans to do some uh, – you know, well-timed uh, chirps and stuff like that. You can take Evander Kane off his game. We've seen him just go on nuclear meltdowns in T-Mobile Arena before, so hopefully we can get one of those. Cassidy said that VGK is a very disciplined team. They stay out of the box. Least Poise. penalized team. Poise. Poise, right. The least penalized team in the National Hockey League. Uh, but my concern is if Winnipeg scored five power play goals, I can't imagine what Edmonton could do. Uh, to the Golden Knights. Uh, the key is to, again, stay out of the penalty box. Yes. But then Cassidy also mentioned that he believes the key is to keep the Oilers, period, out of the offensive zone. Sure. Back to what I said about 10 minutes ago, a pig's flying out of my butt. I mean, you know, it's not going to happen. You're, I don't, there's not too many times where the Kings or should be where the Oilers have just been neutralized. Sure, they had some bad you games any, you mentioned. Do you have the animation for that, the effect for our YouTube fans? I'm sure there's a meme I can find and do a little Photoshop job if you really need it. I'm sure we can find it, Tony. Um, okay. But, you know, the Oilers had a rough spell earlier on, uh, right before the All-Star break, and they, they started their run about five games prior to the All-Star break. We talked about that on Monday's show. 5-0-1. Oh, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But before that, they were what two and something, right? You you had uh, you had a number two ten two and, and eight, two two and was ten two, whatever ten it was. And two. Yeah. two ten and two. It was bad. It was bad. Yeah. We'll agree on that. Okay. So you know the Oilers they crested you know definitely leading up what ten zero and something down the stretch, and still not enough to take VGK you know as far as out of the Pacific lead. So you know maybe maybe the Oilers just did a little too much too soon, right? You know too mm-hmm. much too soon. Is that a Slapshot reference? There's a movie that did that. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, So maybe they're due for a little bit of a correction, and maybe the VGK is due to get a little bit better. So the stars need to align a little bit, as the sports books are also apparently having Vegas. This is odd, Tony. We're just kind of going jumping around a little bit here. VGK is as high as, what, plus 130, minus 150 for Edmonton is what I've seen around around Mm -hmm. the shops here in Vegas. We had a a 160 on the board, too, early on. But okay. I think it kind of settled 150-ish. But game one at minus 110 on both sides? Yeah, that makes no sense. I don't – like, I'm trying to put myself – I do have a – you know, it's back. But Redmonton to win light. this series, they've got to split here. They have to get the home ice advantage. They can't go down 0-2. Why not? I mean, well, I mean just Tony, I'm going to take be... a shot at you here. How'd that work out for your Rangers? You know what I mean? So – they oh. can go down 0-2 and still win the series, as Vegas okay. can go down 0-2 and still win the series. So I don't want to play that God. game for Vegas. Yeah. But I'm going to true you. That's a cheap. Listen, shot. I had goal. I had golden lights over Rangers in my NHL Stanley Cup bracket. So I gave you Rangers love, and they 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 blew it. I I, I parlayed the Rangers, Tony. I parlayed the Rangers with the Golden Knights game one. How'd that work out for me? I had Edmonton, and I had Boston on the other side. But I wouldn't mind an all-Canadian uh, cup. Um, and also, you know, for um, some of the keys, too, that Cassidy talked about on Monday, he said that you need to win the defensive zone face-offs. There was a spell there where VGK was losing a ton of face-offs, uh, period. And then, of course, slow down the entry passes. 
and make sure that when you are on the penalty kill, clear the puck 200 feet. It sounds simple, but a lot of teams in the playoffs, I can't believe how sloppy a lot of teams have been with the puck rather than just trying to clear it. I don't know what they're trying to do, finesse it or trying to put the puck out in front of their own goaltender. Uh, Just clear the stinking puck. Go off the boards. Do whatever it takes. Get a little lift on the puck. Chip it. Whatever you need to do, but you got to get rid of the puck. Get it out of your zone. Clear the zone. You definitely cannot get cute against a team like Edmonton, especially on the penalty kill. You know, every second is going to matter, and Edmonton's going to score on the power play. I mean, it's, you know, you're not going to stop it from happening, but can you hopefully limit it? Um, something I was thinking about today. I mean, let's assume this thing's going to go seven. I think if VGK can win the special teams battle, or at least tie in three of the seven games. I think they got a really good fighting chance at winning this series. In and, three of uh, the seven. In three of in the three seven, of but the not s- overall. There's no way they're going to beat no, no. Edmonton. Tie or um, win three of them. And then, the you know, you know, there might be a couple games where it's a 5-4, you know, 6-4, 6-5, 7-5 track meet type of game. If Vegas can get one of those and then, you know, keep the score low around five, six goals total. I say low six goals is now the new, uh, that's like the new nine. They, feels averaged, like in the uh, they averaged eight per game in the four meetings this season, the two teams. Yeah. So but goals. nine of those or no, 11 of those came in the, the one game. So was I it mean, seven, I think 12, seven, five. No. Yeah, it was, uh, it was seven, four. Cause I was chirping um, Darren Millard about his stat about Vegas. When they score four or more goals, they, they've never lost. And then March still got the late goal. He was standing behind me. I said, this is your fault, you know, right? And we had a good interaction. So I like Darren Millar. He's fun. Braden McNabb on the way back, perhaps. He was on the ice for VGK on Monday. We're going to talk about his return. We'll talk about the defense. Everyone seems to be intact as this series is set to start on Wednesday night at 6.30 p.m. It's VGK against Edmonton. We'll return with more right after this on Lockdown Golden Knights. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. And again, our little hack right here on this show, if you do want to buy playoff tickets, make sure for VGK games, I would just go out there to T-Mobile early. I would download the GameTime app, and I would try to find some good value late in the game. Game time is fast and easy. Best way to get tickets for your favorite events right here in Vegas or wherever you might be. And you could browse uh, browse through the GameTime app and talk about upcoming events in your area uh, with you and your friends and so many great experiences. GameTime is the place for last-minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance because Chris and I are down to the nub, down to the very last minute like we are with the show. Uh, GameTime has deals and tickets up until the very day of the event. Fastest-growing ticketing app right here in the country for one reason, and that is because there's great value again, and the tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your emails. So to snag your tickets without the stress, you go to GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, use the code LOCKDOWNNHL for $20 off of your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and use the redeem code LOCKDOWNNHL for $20 off. Download the GameTime app today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Welcome back to Locked On Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick from Las Vegas. We come to you each and every day. We appreciate you making us your first listen 
And again, don't forget on Fridays, we do WTF, What the Friday. We're changing lives. We're changing lives. We're improving Las Vegas. more shenanigans than ever are on that show. And uh, what's your favorite ice cream flavor uh, with the secret creamery? Do you have like, uh, is there a... uh, I haven't, golden black or, I haven't been there yet, but I mean, I haven't okay. been there yet, but I mean, you know, I like our ice cream connoisseur of, right here. A nice, well, I mean, listen, don't get me wrong. I made uh, some desserts for the family. I made my famous Nutella milkshakes and sundays and stuff like that, Damn, which is simply do you really do that? A, a pound of Nutella in the blender, but hey, it's, it's all good. It's fine. It's good for you. It's, it's, you know, to keep the kids up extra late. That's good. Extra late on a school night. Absolutely. That's exactly why we do that. Okay. So it appears that Braden McNabb and Shay Theodore will both be back uh, into the starting lineup come Wednesday night as VGK faces off against the Oilers in the best of seven opener. And McNabb was on the ice today how important is it to have him and his presence, even if he's not 100% in the lineup? Um, if he's not 100%, that's a little alarming. But who is 100% this time of the year? I mean, there was even footage during the King series of McDavid in in, um, in practice, like limping, like just standing in the corner having some pain. So everyone's hurt right now. Let's start by saying that. No one's even probably close to 100% besides Mark Stowe. Um, but you look at the statistics for the golden Knights when we have our top six defensemen. Um, I don't recall the numbers exactly, but I feel like we're like a 75% as far as uh points percentage goes, if not even higher when our top six has been intact, definitely down the stretch and definitely a big shout out for Pahal and Ben Hutton for stepping up big time in game five. Um, it was you know, Theodore and McNabb, we, 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 we ain't missing that game. It's not taking a shot. Just the reality that Hutton and, and, um, Pahal had a really good game and Winnipeg was also on fumes, bad, bad pun again, but you know, so it's important, but if there's one player that's maybe a little bit expendable, it's probably Braden McNabb, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If he's the not quickness, 100%, the quickness. Yeah, they could limit his uh, shifts on the ice. Um, we could see a replacement there, right? And it's not out of the uh, out of the realm of possibility. There, um, he's going to need to be. You know, I mean, this is where Bruce Cassidy's going to answer the question, right? Are we a better team with Braden McNabb in the lineup? And whatever version of him, whatever mm-hmm. version of him that will be out there, you know, you wonder the severity of the injury as far as why he was unable to go in Game Five, and did VGK? feel that they had that series wrapped up and they wanted to sneak in, you know, an extra day's arrest, knowing that they're going to be playing the following Wednesday, most likely. And the answer is yes. That's my, that could have possibly been the way that went. Let's face it. A lot's going to rest in this series outcome on the, on the VGK defense. It has to, because they're really going to have to step up. Uh, theater was out with the illness, uh, the last game of the last series, and they did not miss a beat, but He'll be back in the lineup, and they're definitely going to need him. Uh, the VGK defense, uh, this might be an area where the Golden Knights do have an advantage. They have more bodies, and they have more depth defensively, and they have to utilize that. Uh, we talked about this on Monday's show. This series comes down to, in whatever order you want to prioritize this, the VGK defense and our bottom six forwards. Um, the bottom six is really where our depth is going to, you know, hopefully dom- dominate the series. Might not be the word, but 
give us that edge. Give us those goals you don't expect. Give us those greasy goals when people like McDavid and Stone and Stevens, although that is our third line, um, uh, Stevenson and Stone right now. So, I mean, that's the crazy thing right there. Um, you wonder what Edmonton's going to do as far as how often they're going to load McDavid and Dreisaitl together. That's their hero line. And, I mean, crap, is there a, a scenario where we see them together on the ice for 15 minutes plus a game? I mean, that's that's tough to defend against. It, it really, really is. But, you know, you you limit the damage control, and then you have to exploit the weakness in their defense and, and the Skinner. I mean, Skinner is not a great Tier 1 goaltender by any means. And he's going to get by, you know, winning a lot more games, you know, four to three, five to four versus where, um, where Laurent Brassois, Larry, Laurent Brassois, Larry Scooter, what well, we talked about that as well. Uh, Brassois, he can win a two to one game. He can win a Name three to after, two game. His nickname's got to be after an ice cream. He's like Rocky Road or something, right? Nah, something smoother, something butter, butter pecan. I don't know. I hate butter okay, pecan. But something buttery stuff out there. <laughs> this is secret creamery. We got something here. We can name ice creams after players, nicknames. Like we got an opportunity here for you. <laughs> well, I don't need his email. He says to watch the show, and we'll we'll, we'll work it out. <laughs> Connor McDavid on Monday. Um, he feels that it's going to be an up and down series, up and down the ice, and he said that they have to limit the skill guys. From VGK, there is concern from their end as well. Of course. Limit the skill guys of VGK from what they do. The matchup, is it going to be the key and marquee matchup between the two 2015 first and second picks? In does it come down to uh, McDavid against Jackie Aces? No. No. Uh, Jack Eichel is not in the same will they defend? Universe. Will they defend each other uh, repeatedly? Now, that's a different thing. And honestly, I'll take Jack Eichel's defensive uh, ability. I'll take his good stick over Connor McDavid. His long stick. It's a long hey, stick. Hey, whatever. Tomato, tomato. But point being is, you know, Jack Eichel, his job is not to do what Connor McDavid does. He's got that gear in him in the sense where Eichel can take control of a game. He can do some amazing things like McDavid does when it comes to buying time and, you know, getting a double and a triple team and still finding a way to make a positive, you know, a positive EV move with the puck. Is he going to do it? Is he going to do it better than McDavid? Not a chance, but he can do it. But we don't need Eichel to do that. We need Eichel to do his thing and lead his line. We need Carlson to lead his line and we need Stevenson to lead his line. And if all those in the Nick Wah, obviously on line four, if the centers can keep the lines, you know, balanced and not give Cassidy a reason to change the lines around, you beat Edmonton on top of slowing him down, on top of the special teams battle. You attack in waves. Edmonton's not going to attack in waves. They might get some you know, goals from their lower lines, but not like the VGK or at least the sustained pressure that all four of our lines can do. Edmonton simply cannot match that. And we heard uh, McDavid also say that he feels Edmonton has to impose their style on VGK in this series. The one thing that we really didn't see in that first series was the traditional VGK drought. And they're going to have to match the energy, but they're also going to have to score goals. Let's face it, at the end of the day in this series, it's going to be important to score goals. That's the only way they're going to win these games. I don't think they're going to be able to stop or neutralize, maybe in spurts, what have you, um, Edmonton. But I do feel 
that they could outscore them in certain instances. No doubt. And, you know, this is where Cassidy is certainly going to have to show Cassidy's going to have to show in Boston what he was on it, what he basically got fired for. Montgomery cannot take a three to one lead out of the first round where, you know, I was arguing, I, I was actually going on back with Ian State from lockdown. Um, I didn't jump on him, but I attacked him maybe when he wasn't expecting it. It was actually an ice cream post or what animals. I don't know. He was mad about something. Um, so I kind of made a comment. We had a lot. Was he mad about Bruins? Being... That's oh, an yeah, animal. Of course. Yeah. yeah then, well, that's an animal. <laughs> Point being is that um, I don't think Cassie would have allowed the Bruins not to get out of the first round being up three to one where Montgomery wasn't necessarily ready for the moment, how that transfers over to what's happening here in Vegas. Cassie's been around the block a few times. He's had deep runs. He's had good runs. He's had not so good runs, but Cassie is going to be comfortable. And you know, Cassie has a few Jackie aces right up his sleeve, so to speak. He has a plan A. He has a plan B. He's all the way down to plan, plan J probably as far as ways to, hopefully contain the Edmonton Oilers, whether he'll overthink it or something to be determined, but there's plans. And I trust Cassidy. I'll say this again, guys, give me the best coach Cassidy all day. Give me the better goaltender of the series. That's uh Loren Brassois. That's Aiden Hill. If he draws in there and Jathan quick is probably even on par with Skinner. Should we have to go that deep for whatever reason? So Give me the best goalie. Give me the best coach. I'll work my prediction up from there. VGK can check both of those boxes. Okay. When we return, we'll take a look at our series predictions. Why are we doing them a day before the series begins? Because we're supposed to do a crossover edition with Locked On Edmonton Oilers. They're telling me I need to play nice. We'll return no. with more right after this on Locked On <laughs> Golden Knights. Definitely don't play nice. Looking for a delicious snack, but you don't want all the sugar and calories, then you got to try the best tasting protein bar ever, and that is Built. you got to try this. And if you're like all of us, you really want to make healthier snack choices, but you don't want to compromise on taste. And God's honest truth, we really don't have enough time to eat that healthy. And while Chris is there making up his Nutella shakes. Oh, Mm. Nutella Built Bars. We might have something there. What make built? Uh, what really makes built bars so good? Well, for starters, covered in 100% real chocolate, they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and cookies and cream. We're not sure how built does it, but these bars are fantastic, and they really do taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. What's even better? They're healthy, only 130 calories, four grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait to get yourself a box. For years, we've been sending you to Built.com, but now you can go right down the street to your local Walmart, to your local Sam's Club, and you could still get the specialty flavors still if you still need them at Built.com. So go to your nearest Walmart today. You could just go to the pharmacy section, grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You could pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, the double chocolate bar or coconut puff, and if you're close to Sam's Club, you could run in, grab a 13-bar box, and a lot of the hit flavors are in that box, including brownie batter puff and churro puff, and you could thank us later or go again to Built.com. Welcome back to Locked On Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick from Las Vegas. Notice that I'm kind of speeding through those reads these days. 
had like a two and a half minute read the other day, which really cut into a lot of our spectacular content on the show. So I don't want to do that. Um, we thank you all for making us your first listen each and every day. Uh, thanks for tuning in on the YouTube channel, Lockdown Golden Knights. And uh, Chris, as we take a look at this series, I think that Edmonton made a really smart move. They, I think they lost, they left their wallet in El Segundo. You know that song, A Tribe Called Quest, that whole deal? They're staying in El Segundo, actually, before they come to Las Vegas for Wednesday night's game. So after the series against Anna, against Anna, against Los Angeles, they stay down there in El Segundo rather than go all the way back home. So they skate in El Segundo. Who knew that there was ice there? And then they get to go to the beach every day. I think it's a smart maneuver. And I don't know if they're busing to Vegas or flying here, but I would have done the same thing. Just keep them there. That was great. Nice move. And so I give them a little bit of an advantage because why? No Vegas flu. They're not here. They're not partying. They're on the beach. They're on the beach. Okay, but they won't have a guilty game like Jackie Ace. It's the playoffs. No one better have a guilty game. But Vegas had a guilty game when they traveled on to Florida. Remember Cassidy, how tan he was that game? Oh, my goodness. He did have a tan. Yeah, he was out surfs up, I think. He was definitely surfing there. And so Florida. David's going to come in a little, little, little sunburn, you know, maybe dry settles going to be a little sunburn, you know, and uh, yeah, so. We'll what do you think they, yeah, what do they tell the team? Make sure that there's no surfing, no shenanigans, go only out in the sun for a little bit. But they're, again, it's great relaxation even in between their workouts. I think it's a great move. Yeah, it's I mean. Like they don't have the country club atmosphere. So, some of this stuff might be in their contract about what they can and can't do as far as some of that stuff, too, during the season. I mean, I know, like, motorcycles, I've seen stuff about, like, where players, some like, some people have in their contract they can't ride motorcycles and stuff. I don't know if that's an NHL thing or more like NFL and stuff, but I've seen that before. So, I don't know. I mean, we're talking the Oilers who, um, you know, are now sharing, if you will, the uh, pride of Canada trying to, uh, you know, bring a cup back. And Vegas might honestly be the last team that – Stands between Canada and a cup right now. I don't know if anyone in the West can, you know, outdo Tampa or excuse me, Toronto. Should Toronto go there? And obviously, if uh, VGK can take out Edmonton, they'll, they'll do their part. So, you know, VGK is trying to eliminate Canada, so to speak, I guess. Okay. Let's talk about our predictions for this upcoming series. I am going to go with Edmonton in six. I just think that they're too explosive for the VGK. And I think that they can outscore the Golden Knights, and I don't really believe that we have seen Laurent Brossois really, really get tested as much as he could be. Um, and I just think the shots are going to come from everywhere, and I look for the series MVP to be Ryan Nugent Hopkins. I do. Or a Zach Hyman. I think if Edmonton wins, if it's VGK, I think it'll be because of Mark Stone, or Mark Stowe, because he had a very light second half of the season. How do you see the six games playing out? Loss, loss, win, win. What do you what do you oh, say geez. from the BGK side? How do you see I know it? there's a split uh in the first uh, two games here in Vegas. Um okay. I think that uh, I think Edmonton wins the first game. I think we're going to see a replication of the last series. So loss win from the Vegas perspective, okay. Okay, and then uh the rest of the way, yeah. Whatever. It winds up to 6, 4 to 2. That's it. I think I'll put you down see... for loss, win, win, loss, win, win. I'm going to go the other loss, way around, but yeah. I'm going to go win for Edmonton, 
loss, win-win, loss-win. Okay, is that four? That's good. I like it. I like it. Okay. Um, I'm going Vegas in seven. Um, I just don't, starting with what I've been saying for, you know, last four days or so, give me the best goalie in the series. That's Brassois. Not by a large margin. How do we know that? How do we even know that now? Because Skinner is who Skinner, Skinner, like that. That's why. Yeah, but we don't, but we don't really know. As okay, let's lump the let's lump the goalie 11, and the defense together. What's he eleven? Let's lump the goalie and the defense together. Three? What's he eleven one and three something like that? But yeah, that's a small sample size. Again, I don't know. It's good enough. Right. A hot goalie can you know a hot goalie can take you all the way through. A room temperature goalie with this defense can also do it, Tony. That that that's my perspective at least. You know and. Whether that works out or not, we'll 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 see. I mean, I'm I'm the homer, obviously, so I'm gonna take our take my beloved VGK and um, you know, seven games. So let's see. I think Vegas definitely shows up for game one. I think they're gonna do very well. Uh, I think Edmonton does get game two. I'm gonna give Vegas game three in the swing game, and then the wheels are gonna come off. We're gonna get a little nervous. Edmonton's gonna win two. They're gonna be up three two, and then Vegas uh, does the big. Uh, the big comeback in games uh, six and uh, game seven in home ice. That's uh, how I certainly hope to see it. And as far as maybe like uh, someone on the Vegas side that might kind of have an unsung hero role um, on the defensive side, like someone like Zach Whitecloud, I think uh, mm-hmm. Whitecloud with his speed and defensive ability, it'll be a great test to see how he handles McDavid. And I think he can be up to the challenge and a good compliment to Nick Hague, who's a little more stay at home and not necessarily as quick. And uh, on the forward side, um, I really think, actually, let's go Will Carrier. Let's go Will Carrier. Let's go Wills. Will okay. Carrier, I think he's going to play a part in, in the series. How important will it be for VGK's defensemen to be a part of the rush, more so than any other series that they might play on the road to the uh, Cup? Yeah, I mean, listen, Vegas is a good rush team. Vegas is a, you know, when when they're, when they get that first pass going, that first pass of the breakouts, and then the wheels start turning where all four players and even the player that makes the pass all go in motion. Um, that's when things are going really well. And this team had a big slump when Shea Theodore missed a lot of time. They struggled to get that rush going. Shea Theodore comes back and then Zach Whitecloud comes back. All of a sudden, uh, all is well in VGK land, basically from the all-star break until, uh, until present day. You realize with all these upsets, VGK can make a clear path uh, to the Stanley Cup final. You realize that, right? With the yeah, Kraken, you can't write off that. Listen, with Seattle the winning. You, you don't want to look ahead, obviously. You don't want to but, look ahead, but I mean, listen, Vegas. They beat Winnipeg, who was absolutely beat to crap as far as injuries and stuff goes, right. and, and whatnots. And even the players on the ice were also injured. Seattle beat a, a good Colorado team, but not a Stanley Cup Colorado team. Not even close with all the distractions, if you will, and injuries and. Everything happening in Dallas, Pete DeBoring, you know, that's your quote right there. You know, but DeBoer does have a string of success, you know, first year with teams. I good the worst he's done is a, 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 a conference final, and that was with his first run with the VGK. So, and he's done Stanley Cup as well a couple of times. So, you know, they're not going to be a lay down either. Yeah. We got um, the Oilers we got to deal with first before you worry about that. Can't well, the VGK. The the VGK fans will be delighted to know that I'm picking, and I'm not just picking the Oilers because I think I have to get, I need attention or anything. Uh, Randy McGuire said, pick the Oilers, please pick the Oilers. Dasco curse. Dasco <laughs> curse. Great. You got great. You got a hashtag now. Tony. good for you. Um, no, I thought you were going to pick the Edmonton Oilers to win the series in one. I was, I was thinking about that, but 
No, in all they win game one and the series and the series. No, but in all in all seriousness, I I really do believe that Edmonton just has more firepower. And should they be this big of a favorite? No, I'm saying maybe one twenty, one thirty ish. Maybe they should be one fifty, one sixty. Maybe they should. There's good value right in the betting uh, for the VGK. There's also good value, I think, on taking the stinking over like every game. I just think it's going to go flying over. I mean, listen, here's here's your opportunity to make money on this right now, right? You know, you take uh, you take Vegas for the series, so you're already at plus one thirty. If Vegas wins the first game, now the odds reverse. Now Edmonton's plus one thirty. You hedge, you get plus one thirty on both sides, and you make some money if you think VGK can win the first game. And if you want to take that even a step farther. You can go after some in-game plays during game one to have an ultimate hedge if you're that sharp and that quick. Yeah. Uh, coming up on tomorrow's show, of course, uh, we are supposed to have the crossover coming up with the Edmonton Oilers. So hopefully that uh, transpires and uh, we'll be catching up with them. And then, of course, uh, throughout the week, please stay with us, all of the everydayers. Uh, we appreciate everything that you do all of your listens and downloads and comments and everything. We definitely appreciate that. And uh, contrary to popular belief, myself and Chris Golick, uh did not wear the same outfits like uh, Olivia Wilde did and uh, Margaret Jang at the Met Gala. I'm just prepping for my next turn on TMZ. Yeah, let's go. Let's From a man, Chris Golick, I'm Tony Bernasco. We appreciate you tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow right here on Locked On Golden Knights. Is your wallet a little lighter than usual after the holiday season? Consider it money well spent because you deserve to live your best life and the Chime Checking Account wants to help you live yours to the fullest. A little extra money goes a long way, which is why the Chime Checking Account has tons of benefits that millions of members love, like fee-free overdraft up to $200 for eligible members, no monthly fees, and access to over 60,000 easy-to-find and fee-free ATMs. You even get paid up to two days early with direct deposit, all while managing your money on the go, including sending and receiving money fee-free with friends that aren't even on Chime. Sign up for Chime today for you and your wallet. Get started at Chime.com goals 24. That's Chime.com goals 24. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Access to direct deposits up to two days early depends on the timing of the submission of the payment file from the payer. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees may apply.